Hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm wonderful. It's really nice to hear your voice. You too. I was looking at our Skype history and <laughs> I realized that we, the last time we recorded for this show, and I think maybe it was the last time we spoke, was exactly one year ago. Like to really? the day. Yeah, it was it March like 7th, longer. 2017. And it we were recording this on March 7th, 2018. Well, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. What did you get me? Um, uh, the sound of my wonderful voice, obviously. Oh, well, that's the greatest gift of all. <laughs> well, well, I sold my hair to buy you, um, uh, a saddle for your horse that you sold <laughs> okay. to buy me a comb. Okay. Well, I fell off the horse and now I can't record the podcast. So oh, no. I have to take back the gift of my voice. Yeah. Oh, uh, tragic. Anyway, bye. Bye. Okay, we're back. Um, we've mended our, we fixed, we caught the horse. The horse is fine. Yeah. The yeah. Horse is, I mean, the horse was always okay. Uh, I don't yeah. think the horse gets hurt when someone falls off it. No, it more mm. wanted to hurt me. Not traditionally, no. Yeah. But how are, like, what are you up to? How were how you doing? <laughs> Um, I'm really good. I'm super busy. Um, I just got back from Belgrade last weekend. I'm going to Los Angeles this weekend. Um, oh last week I was lecturing people about the internet and this weekend I'm going to work on a NDA game design or narrative design job for a, a game. And, um, yeah. Um, I'm, and then after that I go to GDC to talk about Reigns Her Majesty, which is another game I wrote. So like my, my plan, like I, how do you, how did you do it? My plans to quit games are really going sideways. <laughs> yeah. Just like that movie space jam. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've been traveling a lot. I'm still doing um, you know, a lot of work I care about on digital society and like weird niche internet habitats. Um, and then I'm also doing some freelance narrative design and consulting, which has, you know, despite my griping has actually turned out really fun. Um, and we're moving from London to Brighton on April 1st to this like terrifying gigantic sixties tower that the local community hates as an eyesore. So that's like pretty on brand for me. Um, and it has a great sea view. So, um, I'm sort of excited to get out of London and be closer to the beach. So like basically, yeah, I'm, I'm really busy. A lot of surprising things have happened but I, I think it's all good <laughs> yeah okay there's so many things to ask you about um tell me about Belgrade oh okay so um yeah it was just part of I was a guest of the British Council who has an office there and they are doing some uh events for you know local creative technologists um kind of sort of about appealing to the arts and culture world via tech um a lot of places that I go and speak at around Europe are working on um, that similar juncture. So, you know, it'll, it's, you know, a lot of people curious about VR and AI, and then there are a lot of also experienced practitioners that come to kind of enrich, you know, local, you know, enrich their local uh, talent, and then their guests from abroad as well. Um, so yeah, Belgrade was really nice. I had some really great food there. I had a lot of rakia. Um, now, what is that? Oh, rakia is like a, a fruit brandy. It's a it's a fermented fruit thing. And uh, even though I can get 
Yeah, I get really aggro from fermented alcohols, but I just couldn't help it because it was so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had, a, I had a really fun time, uh, and I spoke about, um, yeah, internet culture, um, self-expression in the social media dystopia. This was not the world we were promised, um, and all the secret weird things I do on YouTube. Um, so people tend to kind of like that topic, I think, because it gives them a new way to think about... Um, you know, I think a lot of these people, a lot of, of folks now, when they hear, you know, arts and tech or creative technology, like, oh, VR movies or like, you know, um, you know, art installations. And, and, and those things are really cool. But um, also added to the mix is kind of like there's sort of no distance between us and, and the digital world anymore. So it's become very democratic. And there's a lot of just kind of moving you know, colonies of like viral humor and and social norms and like just really beautiful like dataist commentary on our collapsing you know capitalist infrastructure that are not being generated by professional artists in the conventional space, but I think, you know, are like valuable expressive works um, and just these really cool pieces of cultural shorthand that are appearing for the first time, uh, you know, in in a mainstream way, uh, like you know, reflecting the 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 feelings and concerns of young people today um yeah and like yeah i just i watch a lot of weird youtube videos and then like develop vaunted critical rationales for it <laughs> so you're referring so you basically you're saying you gave um you gave a talk on uh the steamed hams clip mm -hmm. yeah entirely oh, yeah. entirely on steamed hams of... Well, I wish it was only on that. Um, yeah, especially when I'm when I'm abroad, like I'm in Serbia, and like you know, usually like I'm I'm I, I tend to underestimate how much knowledge of like American television and stuff that people abroad have, but I never I never want to assume, so I try to I try to make sure that I focus on stuff that is going to be immediately visually understandable. So no, I didn't talk. I wish I had talked more about steamed hams, but which like now steamed hams is a platform. Uh, in and of itself, it's 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 become it's gone from itself a work of digital entertainment to a medium for for further art. And I'm only like it sounds ridiculous, but I'm only partially joking. I think you know these are the the cracks of hope that are springing from the bleak concrete of our like algorithm controlled corporate privacy violating in internet hellscape that we live in now. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the new thing, and by the time this episode comes out this will totally be like old but um <laughs> i know that's the thing there is there fast. there is a family guy clip um that i've seen going around just a few times it's like peter griffin running and tripping and like the gag in the original episode is that he's just like it's just drawn out way past the point when it would be funny um and he's mm. just like clutching his knee and just like going oh but um oh yeah people are yeah, just syncing up speech that. to uh to him opening his mouth and I hope it becomes a new thing because it's what we deserve, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, yeah, we are kind of like, I think, especially for anyone who's interested, you know, I'm I'm only kind of like an amateur art critic, but I'm super enthusiastic about it. And I think that for anyone who really likes to study, you know, and analyze form and expression and like, you know, what 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 are these core materials saying about our feelings towards America right now? And I don't know, like essays on form and formlessness whenever I, you know, watch i don't know melting slime on youtube is it about the collapse of capitalism i don't know i i do this all the time it's probably yeah my uh my spouse was watching um some of my favorite youtubes with me which are like satisfying videos that i've written about on medium where people just like decorate cakes or mm -hmm. um 
you know, make, make a few different colored jelly slimes and cut them. And he's like, he's like, this, he's like, this is what you've been speaking about. Like the stuff that you watch when you get stoned. <laughs> he's like, you can, sp-. he's like, he's like, you can spin gold out of anything. It's <laughs> and I was like, true. yeah, but you get it, don't you? Isn't it cool? And he's like, yeah, actually I, I get it. So I, I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've worked in the technology space for so long and, you know, I'm just like feeling kind of desperate for pleasure and innovation. And so when I find something that I think is new and cool, I'm just going to, you know, probably talk about it to death until everyone gets into it or appreciates it. Yeah, that's a good plan, I think. Like, And there are so <laughs> many genres of that that um, are underappreciated at a critical level, like the whole genre of people making tiny food, like from those yes, uh, tiny food ones the, are a thing. The Japanese like toy kits that aren't for making edible food; they're just for making tiny replicas of food mm-hmm. that like eventually will just like rot. Um, they're oh, just like yeah. made of chemicals, but it's like just watching these people's hands make this like really small food is really soothing um yeah, they like boil a pot over like a tiny birthday candle and yeah no i just i get into it too yeah and, and I think... there's also like the life hacks that don't work oh like... my god i those are like <laughs> i'm convinced those are a psyop those are like a russian psyop because like what are they doing they're just destabilizing the culture like well, you're not wrong it's content generated by what an algorithm thinks people are gonna click on and yeah. so like it's no longer a grounded version of reality. It's this kind of robo mirror that is everywhere. And I find it so fascinating. Like I I was just watching one of these life hacks of, you know, a woman who like wears her cardigan several different ways just by like threading it through a bracelet. And I'm like, yeah, the hell I am going to like go around with my bracelet behind my back, wearing my cardigan like this. That's just not going to happen. So upsetting. There's a whole, so we have a discord for Samian. Um, and Nick, our producer, she set up a a channel that's just for those. And to me, mm-hmm. it's like just imagine like that's your job. Like you go, you you clock in, and the algorithm, like you go into this big room where like a computer spits out a ticker tape that's like, <laughs> uh, poke a pencil into a balloon, and it uh is uh useless now, and that's a video. Oh like, yeah, what? Like, and 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 then the names of them. Here, let me just see if I can find if i find my uh sorry you probably can edit this out like i think it's oh wait there's um there's an instagram channel called my best life hacks not channel i'm old um no it's dead now <laughs> it's <laughs> I, but uh it's so fascinating to me but no they are they have so many instagram ones diy tips is one that my friend introduced me to and it's just like I, a lot of them are are russian too which is like i'm not one of those people who is like risk like phobic or whatever but it's just really interesting to me like what what are these and like it's so fascinating the way that the term life hack has gone from like a productivity thing Mm -hmm. to just like a bizarre like anti-productivity and it's almost kind of beautiful if it weren't so terrifying oh absolutely like some so some of the videos in my playlist um colors m&ms chocolate ice cream surprise egg toys learn colors slime no Uh, now we're getting into YouTube kids stuff, which you have written about. Like you wrote that oh, piece yeah, on I'm surprise I'm super eggs. into that as well. Yeah. And, and I did a couple of pieces for Slate's um, screen time vertical on, on the stuff on kids YouTube. There's, yeah, this our robotic future is producing some 
um, surreal and dehumanizing uh, and strangely touching results at times. So yeah, I'm really, this is what I'm super into right now when I'm not writing fiction stuff or narrative design. I'm just like exploring how this all happens. Um, because honestly, like, uh, you know, non-English speaking or like uh, spam bots from abroad have kind of been part of my internet experience since I was a kid on AOL. Like, you know, it was always, you know, there was always you know, chat bots that, you know, didn't speak good English and were trying to sell you porn and people found that funny. And now it's just kind of, now they're trying to sell you everything. <laughs> just, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm super into it. Sorry to go off on a huge oh. tangent. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, I think about this so much. It's just like, just honestly, if culture ends, but like people who worry about AI and stuff like I think that's like totally the wrong thing to like mm -hmm. not worry about but like but this like not the most likely outcome I think the most likely outcome is that like called the culture is just flooded with this stuff and yeah. like this just becomes it and, and so many people like... trust the internet as a neutral um tech supported mirror of what occurs in the real world and they are not sort of able to have have the critical distance um to understand that what they're seeing has been tailored by a machine for them and is you know may not be a reflection of what's really happening people are being shown um you know increasingly manipulative and tailored versions of the world on a platform that they think is like you know a useful tool and not like highly subject to like machines are extraordinarily subject to bias because they use bad data and nobody checks you know so it's uh it's definitely a thing. It's, yeah, it's, that's uh, part of what I was talking about in Belgrade is, um, you know, the role of of art in media literacy, I guess, or, or the possible role of art in media literacy. Yeah, yeah, it's super important. Oh, some of these are actually good, though. I am looking at one. It's, <laughs> uh, it is. Some of these do look good. Like it's just the rice in the bag, the the rice in the bag with the phone. And there is there is a human intervention to this. Like, so I also yeah. fell down the rabbit hole of there's a whole YouTube genre of iPhone destruction videos, but they are tagged as learn colors, I guess, to take advantage of the kids, you know, YouTube algorithm. So there'll be like a whole bunch of iPhones in different colors. Um, yeah. So I was just uh, rereading uh, before I spoke to you, one of the articles that I wrote on the, these, one of these weird video phenomena. And so like, I watched this guy t dip like five brand new iPhones into different colors of paint. He like announces each color. So like theoretically a child could be learning colors from watching a man dip iPhones in paint. And then at the end of the video, he gets like a drill uh, bore and, 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 and bores a hole into each one. And like, you know, he's like, oh, wow, like that hole looks really clean. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, it's obviously not for anyone, but, you know, it's not for children. Um, I mean, yeah, do you I remember, do you remember the, the, the smash my iPhone and smash my PS3 oh, like, yeah. thing back in the like early 2000s, which was to me a really fascinating early example of this kind of stuff that like didn't really know what it was trying to say and wasn't really trying to say anything but ended up sort of saying some stuff about consumerism yeah yeah i mean i think that's the that's sort of like if we're gonna do the exploding brain brain meme or like the drake meme like the first one would be like <laughs> oh it's it's anti-consumerism um yeah yeah and it spirals out several levels from there because you know if you're really anti-consumer, why would you be comfortable watching like millions of expensive things be destroyed? You know, like it's it's a wasteful destruction of, you know, 
I'm like, well, you could donate that to someone, you know, or I don't know. Maybe I'm part of the problem if I think that we should be like empowering everybody by giving them iPhones. But yeah, no, like (laughs) there's just, yeah, there's stuff going on with this intersection of human and algorithm that I can't quite figure out, but I think is super fruitful territory for critique analysis and, and artistic intervention. And so I'm super into that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've been just like thinking a lot about the history of like, of online video and YouTube as a platform. Um, I'm really into like videos or like the genre of videos where people eat bad things. Really? Uh, Lately. Never seen this. Tell me about it. Well, I'm really into the LA Beast lately. Uh, do Do you know him? No. He's like this guy who was like a college football player. He's like this big, like white, bearish dude who mm-hmm. um is like a total goofball and sweetheart. Has like just he he sort of he came out of competitive eating and he still does that, but on his channel he oh. just does really stupid things. Um like, oh, I'm gonna hang upside down and drink 50 eggs and then vomit them into a pan and then cook an omelet and then eat the omelet it's like stuff we would do when we were kids like i remember i'd go over my friend's house like when her mom was out and we would all be like eight nine ten and we'd take everything in the fridge and mix it in a glass and dare each other to drink it (laughs) yeah that's exactly what he does oh god that's like why is that a thing again? I don't know. <laughs> like, he just gets so I, I sick. Heard of that and, like, since I was ten. But Ooh. it's fascinating things like that because like why are we like why do people like this? Is it just like morbid fascination? Is it like uh Schadenfreude? Like is it the same reason people watch reality TV or is there like something else? Like deconstructionism. Like yeah. deconstructionism whereby like, you know, I don't know, our culture is so eating disordered that we just throw everything that we ever knew about nutrition into the void and do, you know, the most bizarre and extreme stunts possible. See, like that would be the stupid analysis that I would make. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I don't want to watch that, but I, I, <laughs> <laughs> more power, more power to the LA beast. Yeah, no, um, it's a whole genre too. Like there's other people who do it. Um, it's just, I don't know. I'm also fascinated by like just vloggers, just like pe- just idiot <laughs> teens who do like like things like I'm gonna stay overnight at a Toys R Us by hiding behind a bunch of toys in the aisle and then come out and the silent alarm goes off and the cops show up. Like that's a video that I did. And then the then the subsequent apology video about how it, the stunt was disrespectful and he's sorry for <laughs> anyone he hurt and he really loves his fans. Like I just wonder if like in 20 years like youtuber apology videos are going to be their own you know genre you know not that i think they shouldn't apologize for you know certain things but you know what i mean it's just it's like part of now the inevitable life cycle of these video personalities that Mm -hmm. you know their whole thing revolves around pushing boundaries and doing stunts and then eventually you know they go too far and they have to like really pretend that they cared about people the whole time instead of views (laughs) like it's unreal yeah it's um it's just so bizarre uh yeah, like Geralt is so sorry for the disrespect that he did <laughs> to the Toys R Us cops who had to come Community, at yeah. two in the morning to get him while he was having a dance party in the bike aisle. Just wanted to bring a little love and joy and color into my community, but I'm sorry for anyone who may have been hurt by my behavior and my foolish accent actions for which I myself and alone my foolish am accent. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just made it up. It's yeah, not like, real. Like it's Polish just a weird accent. accent that I do. I've been like talking in this voice ever since I joined the YouTube community. Uh, this is how I talk. It's just my voice and I feel so attacked right now. I just came out to have a good time. I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now. See, why aren't we rich YouTubers? Why aren't we rich YouTubers? If I was a teenage boy, I would be a rich YouTuber. My sister and I are always like, we were born at the wrong time because we yes. used to constantly record ourselves doing nonsense. And now we see people like with that same sense of humor, like you little fuckers. You fucks. You absolute <laughs> bastards. I no, could be that. No, it's the children who are wrong. It's the children. <laughs> No, they're right is the thing. We're wrong because we I were know. stupid enough to be born 10 years too early. More like oh, 50. Like Uncle Rico it up and get a time machine. God, yeah. Oh. Well, at least we can uh, we can sort of leech off of their creative work by writing essays about it, you know? Mm -hmm, that's my mm -hmm. strategy yeah I'll, I'll do the cultural analysis of yes. everything that they produce that, that makes it that's what makes it important mm -hmm. yeah exactly i'll just yeah they can do whatever they want i'll tell them when they've done something important <laughs> youtube <laughs> yay uh what else no brighton i know of brighton uh -huh. as a resort town a seaside resort there's like a pier I yeah think. um yeah and um according to a little website that i like to call en.wikipedia.org uh it's been called the hippest city in the uk oh really yeah you're moving somewhere hip huh. did you know that I mean, I mean, I I moved to New I moved to London from Brooklyn. I lived in in uh, you know like East East Brooklyn, like uh, gentrifying Brooklyn. So I don't know. Is Brighton is Brighton on that level yet? Well, it's a whole different scale. It's you know it's metric rather than imperial. So that's um, true. That's so it's, true. It's, you can't, um, not you that can't, it matters. You can't convert uh, compare those. You know. Yeah, no, I'm kind of just hoping, you know, I, I can join a bunch of amateur drama and, like, trivia nights and, like, <laughs> stuff like that. I don't think you'll it's have like, any problem with that. No, I'm excited. Yeah. Like, just go, go to all the roller derbies. Just hang out with Ooh, everyone. Yeah, there's, <laughs> um, let's see some notable residents. Oh, yeah, who's who's notable? Besides Ooh. me, obviously. Well, I don't recognize any of these names yet. Um, but you know my name, so... I do. Let me sort by field, and we'll skip okay. arts. Let's go right to entertainment. Uh, all right, what you got? Bat for Lashes. Mm, okay, I like is, Bat for Lashes, all right. Is from Sarah. Um, Felix Kjellberg, who is uh, also known as the bad man from YouTube. Who's that? No, just kidding. I know who it is. <laughs> you almost got me. You almost mm, got me. Uh, I know. Like, you know, what's funny is women can't do that joke. Like whenever I'm like, when, you know, when someone tells me something that I definitely know mm -hmm. and that I. Yeah. It, and then they're just and like, I just, you don't know that. 
<laughs> no, I was like, no, I was joking because obviously, okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, no I, I thought I'd try it. And, you know, honestly, the problem is I'm just like, I'm way too good an actress and I'm so convincing. That's you are. All. Best, the award for best actress goes to you. And the award for best <gasps> Yeti goes to your microphone. Because is you, it working? Does it sound okay? It sounds perfect. Can I tell you something? Nice. It yeah. sounds great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Kate Blanchett, so speaking of <gasps> actresses. Oh my God. From I hope that she and me can hang out. I'm I gonna so I should too. probably let her know that I'm coming to town and see if she wants to watch the shape of water or something with me. Sorry, there's um other is one of the categories. Like there's like military, entertainment, blah blah blah, arts, and other is one of them. Mm-hmm. And one of them is formerly the world's oldest man and what if why formerly well he's dead oh right okay uh and probably someone beat him beat his record he got to 113 uh that was his high score and there was someone named valerie arkell smith who impersonated an raf officer and was known as colonel sir victor barker wow that's kind of that is well uh no Mm. not great actually uh i just did a political analysis in my head uh was a fascist (laughs) so not great we we found a new hero for about two seconds which is the average life cycle for online culture these days yeah some he's like oh what a pioneering uh, figure in history who was also a fascist. So yeah, the first, you know, queer uh, RAF fascist. That's something you have to be the first something, you know. Yeah, but I feel like conservative groups actually paradoxically kind of like tend to attract depressed people more because mm. they want to believe that the system would work for them. I don't know um, that. That was maybe a level of theory way outside of my opinion. But I mean, I've read some. So don't just take my word for it. I've read some articles why they're like the Republican Party seems to have more black people um, sometimes. I don't know. I mean, like uh, in in prominent roles, not right. But you know what I mean? Like they they always I don't know. Well, I think those groups are also usually very excited to sort of parade people around True. as like look True. we have because they know they're racist unlike yes, like democrats and all of the other it. bad things and so they're mm-hmm. like look we have a lady mm-hmm. and she's hot Can you and then it? you know if you're the one that succeeds in that system you can you're, you almost feel that that much more validated you're like see i did it you can too and then you, you develops you, you develop a sort of natural hatred for people who were not the exceptions that you believe yourself yes, to be i see that so Mm. often on the internet of people who are like well if i succeeded in some bizarre definition of success then you all must have personal failings and it's not luck or some other you know it's not who knows some ability that allows me to succeed it's just that i am good and you are all bad and by extension i have transcended this group i am no longer one of you Exactly. If you manage to succeed, even in a conservative atmosphere, you can kind of, it's that, it's that Aryan fantasy that you have some kind of innate 
spiritual quality that renders you exceptional to the rules that apply to other people. And that's like a tempting fantasy for people who have been hurt. I think, you know, I, not, not that I sympathize with fascists necessarily, but at least like marginalized individuals who get attracted to conservatism, you can kind of see how that machine works. Yes, absolutely. Sorry, I just sucked all the air out of the room. No, the air is just in hiding. It's under the rug, and I let it out again, and here it is. Take a deep breath. Okay, thank you. Okay. That's we're, better. We're I, I'm a person who frequently forgets to breathe throughout the day. Just do you, you know what you should do? You should get a tattoo on your wrist. <laughs> that says breathe. Oh my then, god! Uh, then you'll remember. Why doesn't every Why doesn't everybody do that? that why doesn't everyone idea. do that? But I say, what if I why type stop just, there? What if I make you say just breathe? Just breathe. Amazing. What if you just didn't stop there and you just got all of the lyrics to that Pearl Jam song? Wait, which one? It's called Just Breathe. There's a Pearl Jam song called Just Breathe? Yeah. Okay, Apparently. so wait, you actually, you're, you are acquainted with late stage Pearl no, Jam. No, God, no. God, no. How, How dare okay. you? I oh, searched you Just breath. Breathe. Okay, no, there's a Pearl Jam song called Breath. No, there's also a Pearl Jam song called Just Breathe. And I, um, it's How? just because I just searched it and that mm. came up. Um, yeah, but what about, um, you know, uh, wait. The better one. Yeah, because I can feel you breathe, watching over me, suddenly I'm melting into you. You know that song? Faith Hill. I do know that song. It's much better. Am I just, like, I'm aging myself so bad, but no, that was on the radio. No, 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 no. It's good. I can That's... feel magic floating in the air. You know Get the entire lyrics to that song down your arm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. If you skip choruses, Being... I think it would fit. Yeah. I mean, I make it fit. I'll just use the other arm. Yeah. Yeah. Just get the <laughs> up and down both <laughs> arms. And so you can remind yourself of that. I song. mean, I already have the whole kiss from a rose on the grave lyrics on my back. So it would now match. what, you know, a lot of people know, uh, the, that sort of hook to that song. Um, mm -hmm. do you know all of the lyrics without looking them up? Oh, no, or do you know do you know the chorus at least um what is what Baby, is it okay i compare you to a kiss from a rose on the grave oh the I, more I, I, I get I, a few stranger feels <laughs> yeah. now that your rose is in bloom i need to stop you there because it's okay. rose on the gray <laughs> what not grave oh that's right yeah that's true but what is a rose on the gray seal Okay, a light hits the gloom on the gray. Okay, you know I I, I think that song's amazing it's and a good fine. Song it's not a, and a fine movie. But that's one of those um, Bernstein Bears effect. Um, I forget the, the, the name of the phenomenon. Effect. Yeah, Mandela or effect. Where I I would have like like I do not mess up lyrics, especially lyrics from the '90s, and I would have been convinced on that. Well, I think I but, would have too because as soon as you said kiss that, on the gray right. or rose on the gray, that's nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I don't know. And a grave is like really romantic in nineties. Like great cover. And it fits a just... Batman movie too. Absolutely, because like Batman had all this tragedy in his life that he never. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, but I just went to the I went from Seal to the Batman Forever article, and um, I, there's a sentence that says Schumacher eschewed the dark dystopian atmosphere of Burton's films by drawing inspiration from the Batman comic of the Dick Sprang era. There is a guy, <laughs> there is a guy who worked on Batman called Dick Sprang. And you did not previously know. The, the big shocker is that this was unfamiliar to you before now. I didn't know this. His name was Dick Sprang. He sh- it sure did. What was that Wikipedia that you were like going in like, ex- oh, you were on the, um, was that you who was doing the Nuzzles Wikipedia? Nuzzles Wikipedia. What's a Nuzzle? Oh, the, no, the koala. Remember the koala anime that was on Nickelodeon? I want to say it was you because no? you often tweet like really hilarious excerpts from Wikipedia's of old cartoons, right? Yes, koala anime. Um, Noozles. And like they had, yeah, the Noozles. That Noozles, wasn't me, but, but I do, hmm. I am fascinated. So maybe it wasn't, I, I was almost sure it was you, but you, maybe I'm conflating it with another episode during which you successfully explored a old cartoon Jesus. Wikipedia. To Probably the one where I was identifying that fucking guy who goes on all of them and says that the female characters are like insanely sexy yeah yeah no like you you're 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 pretty good at 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 identifying weird fandom rabbit holes on the internet so i can see why i thought that was you but um yeah no uh you you tend to be pretty good at like calling out these things so i can't believe so what is the deal with this dick spring comic um that's I stopped once I realized that was his name. I'm not nothing else could top that. Um, he recognizing probably... the definitive bat brilliance of Dick Sprang. Dick Sprang. Wow, this looks very colorful. Um, can I tell you something? I was recently working on. Well, it came out already. Um, I published a piece on Donkey Kong fan theories. And... Oh my god! See, that's the type of thing that I look to you for. Yes, thank you. I consider myself a pillar of the community. Thank um, you. And for while I was looking up stuff for that piece, I came across like Nate Dog. I think Nate Dog nine twenty one is his name. Um, yeah, nine twenty one. So not the real Nate Dog. Not the real one, probably the nine hundred twenty first Nate Dog in the line of Nate Dogs. Um. Do you think he's like an officially licensed Nate Dog? Like, does Nate Dog give out like I think, uh, number cards? I think so. There are like he does spell it differently um, <laughs> than than Nathaniel Hale did uh, when he was oh. alive. But um, oh, Nathaniel Hale, I see. Yes, you're, uh, you're you're on an intimate basis with Mr. Hale. Oh yes, I was. Well, you know, was. Um, yeah. But, he, I, he I'm had sorry gotten, for your loss, by the he way. had gotten to the, thank you. He had gotten to the Wikipedia or not the Wikipedia, the, some shitty third tier Donkey Kong wiki. He had gotten there before me. Like I was scrolling down. And I was like, Candy Kong is an insanely sexy. No, no. He's always one step ahead. And I, <sighs> I looked to the discussion the, or the history page and sure enough, Nate Dog 921 had left his calling card. Oh, there he was. 
he, there he was. I mean, like your your skills are going to be needed in my you know art future of the internet to to analyze you know potent and important contributors to our repository of knowledge. He is and my like, Moriarty, and only I can stop him in this future. That's so true. Yeah. See, that's beautiful. We're making the internet good again just with this with this type of story. I know. I know. It's it is. It's great. Um, what the fuck? Okay, there is an edit today <laughs> to the Candy Kong okay. page on the Donkey Kong wiki. Was it Nate Dog Nine Twenty One? No, it was N Lovebird. And here is the comment: mm-hmm. like, apparently, this person deleted some stuff, and yep. it says, "Well, we all make mistakes." Her feminine appearance doesn't make her a tomboy. Plus, boyfriends <laughs> are not family members. Wait. Okay, so but she's not related to the Kongs, right? Because she's doing it with Diddy, isn't that true? No, so no, Dick, Candy is the older one, and Dixie is the younger yes. one of Dixie the is Dixie is Diddy's girlfriend. Candy and Candy is, Con- is, is Donkey Kong's girlfriend. Yes. So they can't possibly be related to the formal branch of the Kongs because then that would be inconsistent with this edit that you just read. Absolutely. Okay. So. Are they related to each other? Is like, are they trying to head off the Candy and Dixie, um, you know, interactions? I don't know. I mean, they don't look anything alike. Hmm. I don't. I. I. I feel like you know when you have anthropomorphic sexy apes, um, with golden hair, they they all look alike to me. But I'm sorry, that was wow. probably really offensive. Wow. Yeah, I'm wow. sorry. Dixie <laughs> so has sorry. a ponytail that she uses to fly Candy Kong is not capable of that she mostly just blows kisses at save points and i need you to respect i'm so sorry i need you to apologize to the donkey kong wiki community i'm sorry to i made a harmful generalization in ignorance i am really sorry to the donkey kong community and i will uh commit to accountability by learning more about the kongs um and i will avoid making ignorant statements in the future and you know what that video a million mm-hmm. views. A million. A million. A million. So, what's your what, where? Where does Funky Kong come in? Because Funky Kong is the last. Like, <laughs> where Kong does Funky Kong come in? Where doesn't he come in? Where doesn't he come in? <laughs> it's a joke about how he has sex with people. Um, he, he is Donkey Kong's. He his uncle? He's his possible brother. No one is uh, certain. I believe Cranky right, Kong is his grandfather. All... Okay, so they could be cousins. They could be cousins or brothers. Okay, but Cranky Kong is definitely neither Candy nor Dixie's grandfather. Candy Kong? Mm. Is neither... Don't... Wait. No, Crank... Cranky... So. So Dixie and Candy are not grandchildren of Cranky. He's not like the grandfather of all the Kongs. Dixie is unrelated to all of them. Diddy well, so is why are Donkey Kong's Kong nephew. Well, it's just a sort of um, affiliation. Okay, so anything. wait, if Funky's the cousin and Diddy is the nephew, could Funky be Diddy's dad? I suppose it's possible, yes. Although, again, they do look nothing wow. alike. Funky Kong appears to be That's true. an ape, whereas Diddy is kind of a monkey. Anyway, um, I cover all of yeah. this in my exhaustive tell-all piece on Kotaku.com. 
Is that up now? It's been up. Hi. I'm going to get into that. I'm sure Thank that I re- retweeted it with the intention of reading it. Like, that's well, the kind of thing I would that's do. That's but... we all do these days. No one reads anything anymore. And that's why the algorithms are just, fi- like, the algorithms are serving content based entirely on our incomplete thoughts, which is amazing. Uh, they're just working us over, and there's nothing we can do about it. I agree. Embrace the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> are you still on the funky wiki i am that that became a meme recently to bring it back to that actually did you see funky you, yes funky kong himself because uh i've been trying to like not be on social media which is impossible for me it's like really like i'm really embarrassed at how hard it's being but it's also so obviously such a negative force in my life that i need to get away from oh absolutely but this is a meme that I think you could really get into because it's okay. I get. I guess. All right. They, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be memeless, but you know, I I I'm in control now. I've been doing really good. I can probably have just one. So you have so one me. meme, just one. Mm, yeah, like I'm not gonna have a total relapse. Just gonna have one meme. Now they re-released a Donkey Kong game for uh, the Nintendo Switch and. Mm-hmm. In this game, they, there's sort of a cutout at the top of the box art that says new funky mode. And you get to play as Funky Kong. <gasps> and um, what's his like, Pat, what's his deal? Well, he's uh, he has sunglasses and mm-hmm. uh, and board shorts, of course. board shorts and a surfboard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, in 2018. In 2018, I know surfing. Who would have guessed? Funky. But he, uh, the meme is you just put that on anything, uh, like on any <laughs> game. So like Sonic and Knuckles, new funky mode. Uh, okay, I'm gonna Google funky mode. Dark, I need to Dark see Souls. This for Dark Souls, new funky mode. Um, it's pretty <gasps> good. Oh my god, I want this as like a profile frame for my Facebook. That would be yep, great. Yep, here's an off off model knuckles with new funky mode in the corner. Thank you so much, Merit. Now I'm uh, I'm You're caught up. Here so it is, superimposed welcome. onto the cover of Mein Kampf, Mario and Luigi, Bowser's <laughs> Minions, and Knuckles Deluxe. Now with funky mode. Wow. God. God. Yeah, but God. Some... Shaq Fu with funky mode. Wow. Wow. Wowzers. Knack two. With funky mode. Funky Con Country and Funky Funky Freeze featuring Funky from the Funky May Cry series on the Funky Switch. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. I know I'm like on a weird Google image. Well, I'm sorry. I need to... sorry. Focus. You have to I'm focus. focused. Okay. Now visualize. What else should we discuss? Funky Kong in your mind. I can, like, I'm sorry, but that's actually, like, a low-hanging fruit for me. I can always visualize him. I can He's always hear his theme song. there. Uh, yeah. That was yeah, pitch perfect. Thank you. Just like that movie, Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. That was, yeah, <laughs> God. Um, do you want to move on to a segment that we do on the show, which sometimes i forget to tell the guest about oh um yes but will you tell me about it 
I will, because that segment is called Get Wrapped. Get Wrapped. Oh, that's, where that's we play easy the for theme. me. Okay. That's where we play the theme song for that segment, and we put mm-hmm. that in in post. Um, and what we do in the segment is we recommend things to our listeners. Oh, okay. Because I'm not sure if you're aware, but this is um, this is for a podcast. Um, oh, what we're doing right now. Ever, this always happens. Like I try to hang out with cool girls, and like I'm having a really good time, and then they're like, "Actually, this is for they my podcast." So I'm used to it. I mean, if you That's hang out do. with someone from Brooklyn on Skype, chances oh. are it's a podcast. Always being podcast owned. Yeah, it's a real problem. <laughs> it's super real Uh, we need to bring awareness to it but we can bring awareness to other things in this segment because um we each recommend something and sometimes i have something prepared and sometimes i don't okay so what should we recommend well we each recommend something uh oh my god the possibilities are so endless they're bottomless um just like me oh i've got it okay i know what to recommend Okay, um, I, I, I'm kind of afraid that that off-color comment inspired you to recommend something, like whether no, it's just like not wearing pants, or actually, sorry, not wearing, what do you call them, like knickers? I, I don't, I, they call them trousers, Um, and to them pants are panties, but whatever, now everything is pants. Everything I wear from the, my stomach down is pants. Is pants, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, also I'm kind of a funny, that's like a funny curse they do too. Like pants. Right? <laughs> Is that a thing? That. I think that's a thing. No, I've, ne- I've never heard anyone. Why don't, why don't you try to make it a thing? I've, I mean, yeah, you could be right, but I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone, at least in the last 20 years of media and culture that I've been exposed to here, say pants as a thing. But it could wow. be a thing. I guess I just, should I just make that up? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Recommend your thing. Uh, well, it's a British thing, um, and it's on BBC three or four. I forget. They go up anyway, to my four favorite. Now? But what? They go up to four now. Oh, there's like so many of them, oh and I don't God. know which one is for what. And then there's the radio, oh and the, there's like BBC different radios as well. Like, like the, the BBC just controls everything. Oh um, <laughs> so my favorite thing that I love, and even some English people don't watch it, so I hope if there's any English people listening, they better get on board, is this show called People Just Do Nothing. And it is a sort of very plausible comedy mockumentary about um, some people i think in west london who do a pirate radio station out of their out of like their apartment block and um it was loosely inspired by a, an actual bbc documentary on pirate radio stars which was like super a thing i guess I think it would have been the 80s and 90s that people were able to install their own aerials and just do garage, sorry, garage, garage, <laughs> how do you say it? Garage, garage music, house, <sighs> garage and jungle, um, you know, those English genres, um, and broadcast and DJ from their flats. And it was an act of social rebellion. And it was, you know, plagued with all the wonderful, you know, things that make a culture like local politics, local tastes. Uh, a lot of people compl- 
competing for the very same, you know, the very small, uh, you know, uh, scraps of airwaves that they had to share. So in a lot of it was it was a lot like games journalism, a lot of egos for a thing that like a hundred people listen to. Um, yeah. So anyway, people just do nothing is really really lovingly acted, and the music is actually really funny. Um, it's sort of they kind of got a Spinal Tap thing going on in that I think like the the guys that are the performers and actors in it are are real. Uh, real lovers of the genre and real wonderful performers. Uh, so I'm, I actually really get into the, the the rhythm and sound on the show. And um, I think the characters are really funny. And uh, there are four seasons and they're really well made because I, I just love, I, I just, I think honestly, like British comedy just thrashes American comedy um, for the most part. Ever since I've gotten here, I'm like, I've just found so much good stuff. But People Just Do Nothing is something that I can watch over and over again because of how funny and human it is and how much new music and new culture that I've learned about by watching it. Um, and again, like it's fun when there's a mockumentary made by people who are so obviously loving uh, and acquainted with the material so that it's not too punch downy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it, I think it's great. I love it. That sounds lovely. I'm going to go check that out. And now it's time for me to recommend something oh yeah what are you into lately well i just read a book and i feel like i've been recommending a lot of books lately but i'm trying to read more books and because i'm an intellectual yeah of course and i read a book called what is obscenity the story Mm -hmm. of a good-for-nothing artist and her pussy Are you familiar with this book? Um, no. It's by an artist called Roka Danishiko. And it was put out actually by two friends of mine, um, Annie Koyama and Anne Ishii. Uh, I know Annie Koyama. She's the best. I don't know her personally, I don't think, but I, I'm, I'm acquainted with her work. She has a comics label, yeah? She does. It's called uh, Koyama Press. And Yes, Anne, I know some of her work. And Ishii. Uh, co-runs a press called Massive, which primarily translates the bara genre uh, mm-hmm. from Japan. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, I think so. It's the big, the big boys. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I imagined in my head, yes. like JoJo type guys. Bigger even. Um, Bigger. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Like um, yeah. Like Broly. Broly from DBZ. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's the closest we would get to a bara in a Dragon Ball sort of context. Yeah. Broly's pretty bara. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a book about a Japanese artist. It's um, it's a a memoir uh, about this this Japanese artist who was arrested and jailed twice for obscenity. Um, mm-hmm. because she, her art is basically she makes like vulva art, which like in oh yeah, I saw that like in, the vulva kayak. Yes, that was what she was arrested for the first time because mm-hmm. she did a crowdfunding thing. Basically, she started making small little molds and doing like iPhone covers and stuff, and like that kind of art is mm-hmm. like kind of played out in um in some contexts, I would say um. Like it's in 2018. It's in... a bit like biologically essentialist. Well, that, but like it's also just like okay, yeah, I get it. Um, like I saw the dinner yeah, party the... at the Brooklyn Museum and by Judy Chicago, and just like really, 
all right i guess um yeah i mean it's, but... yeah, i'm always like i, I, I yeah i'm sorry i'm not gonna go on a tangent go ahead. <laughs> okay but this is uh in ways really different because the cultural context is really different um and mm-hmm. also her art isn't like at first you know she wasn't doing it as like oh my god this is so revolutionary it was just like hey this is fun and cute and then mm. basically the there's this backlash of people being like this is gross and perverted and you're a monster don't talk mm. about this and so it is in japan yeah and so it is kind of revo- like you can revolutionary. just literally see vulvas like in the grocery store on magazines right although mostly they're like blurred out right or pixelated uh that's true yeah they're pixelated um, but i mean definitely the access to obscene material is not restricted right well that's the the interesting thing is like there's this sort of double standard of like it's totally okay to show like fucking the most heinous shit um yeah which isn't i'm not saying is specific to japan like this is partially this is true here as well like in the states um but and then, but then yeah, everyone for like, has weird conservative right yeah yeah, yeah. but then for women to like portray parts of their body in like non-sexualized ways is like seen as more obscene but like it's a really funny book mm. um like she has this really great uh like mood throughout of just being like um like facing all of this bullshit really well um and yeah it's just about how like so the, uh, what i was saying before was like she she did this um crowdfunder crowdfunding thing because she was like making small art and then was like i want to make this huge kayak thing because it's going to be really like stupid and fun um and basically as one of the backer rewards sent out like a 3d scan which was how she made the the, like blew up the kayak because it wasn't just a mold um and she sent Mm -hmm. the scan to other people and was just like hey this is just like a weird novelty thing and like you should make weird art with it um and that was why she was arrested for obscenity the first time because they were like you're sending this yeah yeah um possession with a vulva art with intent to distribute (laughs) exactly yeah um but yeah it's just like this investigation into like what counts as obscenity and like why are there double standards around this stuff and um her sort of like legal battles um and she also talks about like the how she got into doing that kind of art and it's through like she started like she did um she had a labiaplasty and her Mm. her editors were like oh you should write about this but you have to talk about it in like this way of like how tortured you were and like how agonizing Mm. a decision it was and she was like it kind of wasn't I just saw it and it seemed like a cool thing and like I always had like kind of chafing and stuff and like this just seemed fun and like i'm just gonna make Mm. stupid art about this um and sort of resisted that whole like you need to perform this like really sad thing around your body this is you being unable to resist like capitulating to your oppressor by mutilating yourself yeah yeah and she's like no no i'm not gonna do that no i totally get it yeah, so I don't know. That's it, inspiring. Read that I'd book. Like to read that. It's a really quick, I will. quick read. Um, and I think the translation was done really well. Um, Probably going to make me want to run out and get a labiaplasty, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like really, she only talks about that at the end. Um, <laughs> but I mean, why not? Let's all get labiaplasty. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But then, then the, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or not. I will. Labiaplasty for some miniature american flags for others that's true and yeah yeah, okay yeah well that just about brings us to the end of our podcast 
Yay. Thank you so so much for joining me. This was great. And we need to talk again before the year passes because, um, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe I'll be coming your way sometime in the next year. Um, Yeah. And and not with a horse this time. No horse. No horse. Um, Just me. Although I am part horse. I mean, aren't we all? We all have a horse inside of us waiting to get out <laughs> from that time that or we not. ate that horse. Or not. Maybe some of us just like having a horse inside us. Some of us just like that horse right where it is. Just I actually don't like horses. I don't like them. They're me. so scary. Thank you. They're they are so, so They're so unintelligent dumb and, and mean. big. And like I yeah. prefer like a predator animal. Where I'm like, I know sort of what's going on in your mind. Like, you want to eat me. A horse is just if that like. that thing gets scared, it will just um, like. Freak out and kick and you. It can kill you. I know. They I, can like, pull I don't know. so much. They're so strong oh. and so fast and so skittish. And they can see like almost all around them because their eyes are on the sides of their head. Yeah, things that are very powerful but of incredibly low intelligence and are quick to fear should generally be avoided no matter what species they are. Yes, like, I trust an elephant because they're smart. They well, don't elephants forget. elephants actually kill a lot of people. Like, elephants are in the top list of animals that kill people because well, they, are you know, they don't know big. how They just don't understand how small you are, and they, they will also stampede oh, when they get stuck. I kind stuck. of like that, though. They're like, they well, don't realize you... how big they are. That's true, and, and yeah, and but they do also scare easily, and oh, then no. in that case, they they don't care what they trample. Mostly by mice, it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. A mouse runs yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Cartoons have taught us anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and that is yeah. They don't. Lie. Well, the most apparently, like one of the most dangerous um, animals in the world is the Cape buffalo of Africa. Ooh. It's just like they're really scary they have they stand in huge herds and if they feel threatened they will move on you now um, is that gi- what birds. killed mufasa i'm no those are wildebeest those are who different. were uh, in the middle of their migration i guess and he fell from a canyon under the hooves of the wildebeest so yes. um he was in the wrong place at the wrong time so scar um, killed scar. him the wildebeest oh, didn't yeah, oh, yeah, kill completely. him no, Scar they were just sort of the implement by which Scar killed him. Yeah, Scar wanted plausible deniability. It was but, Scar oh. in the ravine with the wildebeest. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, I'm glad we settled that. <laughs> now, yes, me too. Done a lot of important if, work today. We have, we have. We're, we're, you know, influencers. I think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> If people want to follow your influencing online, I know you said you were trying to spend less time on social media, um, but if people want to follow yeah. you in case you tweet, can they do that? Yeah, I still tweet as as, as a primary avenue to let people know about my work. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lee Alexander. And um, I wrote this game called Reigns Her Majesty, which is on the App Store, Google Play, and Steam. It only costs two ninety nine, and you play as a queen and make horrible decisions about how to run your kingdom. So if you like that type of thing, um, that's probably my current big thing that I'm trying to get people into. So please check that out. Great. All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Have a I will talk to you later. Day. Hopefully not not within a year. Or within I mean, hopefully, more sooner hopefully than within, within yes, before exactly. <laughs> carry the two. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Perhaps okay. it's perhaps before our next anniversary. Yes. 
<laughs> okay. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you for coming. Bye. Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.